Hello and welcome back to Eventide Radio. This is a fan-made Destiny podcast where we have roundtable discussions about a variety of different topics concerning the popular video game franchise. At its core, this show is about having in-depth discussions about the game from a variety of different perspectives. I'm your host, Scotty, and with me are co-hosts Rob, Robbie, and Will today. So to preview our topics, we're talking Trials, because that just came back this weekend. Uh, we're talking the seven-year anniversary of Destiny's release, and we're going to talk about some of our favorite memories from the game in celebration of that. And then we're going to talk about rumors about a Destiny movie slash TV show. They're supposedly expanding the franchise. So, um, Rob, what's something you've been up to this week in Destiny? Uh, so, I am proud to announce that we had kind of our first uh, successful stream this week. Uh, and we had a raid night where the four of us, we ran through Vault of Glass and got Scotty his first completion. Woo! Uh, and uh, <laughs> we had some some pretty cool player engagement from some of the, the listeners. Uh, it was was totally awesome uh and we're definitely going to try to start streaming more regularly uh and doing activities like you know we all the and then the night after that we did team scorched uh so for a while so that was kind of like awesome so uh we're going to try to start doing that pretty regularly and you know it was kind of a dry run this week but i think it went relatively well uh and we had a lot of fun so uh that was definitely like the highlight of the week for me um and and uh the the not the astral alignment. What's the other activity? I hate that there's two activities now. Shattered uh, realm. Shattered, shattered, the shattered realm uh, was pretty awesome this week, and I had a lot of fun just kind of exploring there. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been doing this week. Cool, cool. Robbie, what about you? I got my other two characters to thirteen thirty. So all good on on pinnacle hunting is over for me now. Just you know, any powerful will do. Uh, so that was a great. Uh, feeling you know be over with that for the season and then actually i got to play a lot of trials and some with will right here which i'm sure he'll have more to tell you about it with a better insight than me but but uh, the only thing i can say is that it was it was really fun cool that's awesome will anything to add to that uh yeah no um just kind of like leveled all week and then just made sure i was ready for trials this weekend and got in there last night for a little bit and probably gonna spend the rest of the weekend in there sweet Sweet. As for me, I um, you know, participated in the Twitch stream and um, played a little bit of freelance solo trials this uh, this weekend last night, and um, that's a topic we can discuss right now. So, Will, let's start with you. What did you think of your initial experience in the new revamped trial system? Uh, it's way more rewarding than it ever probably ever has been in the history of the game mode. Um. <laughs> But like for all levels, you know, not just flawless players. Um, there's a lot of stuff you can get and a lot of um, good like incentive to play the game, even if you're not winning a ton of like rounds or games, but you can still get in there and get some cool stuff. Yeah. As as like an end game trials player, do you think it's almost too rewarding for lower players? Or are you glad lower level no, players I, can get stuff? I, I think it's fine where it's at right now. I mean, like it's you can get a ton of stuff for like your time your time's like rewarded you know i mean i to be honest like going flawless last season still wasn't rewarding enough to me Mm -hmm. i think now for like all all levels of players it's it's a good incentive to get in there and grind and plus i think i'm on a on a flawless card if you keep um playing on that card you get a depth weapon drop after every single win that's that's something that they're not sure if it's a bug or not because apparently that was supposed to be for the card of confidence is it called that one you can only get once you've been flawless only once after the seventh win so once you go flawless again on the eighth 
and and every other win without losing the streak, you get another you get another adept, the the one that's dropping for the week instead of having to you know use the engrams to focus it. But it's also happening with the mercy one. So actually, apparently the play right now is to just get the mercy, go flawless, and then you'll get another uh, adept on the eighth win. You'll get another adept on the ninth win. You know you can just keep going on the mercy one. Gotcha. But, okay, I didn't. I didn't know yeah. it was a bug. Yeah, but they're not sure if it's a bug. Apparently, from what people are saying, yeah, it's supposed to be only on the other card and not on the Mercy one. But right now, it's dropping on the Mercy, so. Yeah, I just keep it, honestly. Like, I, I don't know. I don't... Well, I mean, like, it's it's giving people an incentive to play. Like, I, I should have to just... I don't know. I think just keep it at this point. I mean, it's... All my friends who are, you know, aren't the best PvP players are saying, like, you know, they're having fun with it and they're getting rewards for it. And I think... That right now is perfect. Besides yeah. the sandbox, the sandbox needs some adjustment, but yeah, because like for someone that is in the middle of the road, like me, you know, like I'm not entirely bad, but I'm also not good, and I do feel like I get rewarded from playing. You don't get blues, which is good. You still get you know the random purple here and there, and you get the engrams, and you can focus them, or you can open them with Rahul, and it gives you stuff that you didn't have before, which is nice. I got the cloak, okay. and I got the linear fusion, the new one. So then I could focus the linear fusion and I actually got a headstone roll on it, which is pretty cool. I, I still don't have a Vorpal. But uh, like for us, it's kind of the same because I can keep going to seven and now I get my 100 uh, experience for the rank. And, you know, even if I got a ton of losses on my card, I can just keep going on that. And then what they basically say is like for us, like let's say if you actually restart your card, you, you, you start playing again with those guys who are not flawless yet. But the idea behind it, I think, is that for those guys who actually go flawless super easy, instead of having to start another card, they just can stay on that 7th win, 8th win, ninth win streak. And they will ideally get matched against similar players who are also just going for extra wins. And that takes them away from the from the pool of players that, you know, are on their third win and, and not get matched to those like, you know, super hardcore flawless players. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, honestly, it, it does seem kind of, kind of perfect in in the sense that you know it all works very well. And um, Robbie, did you say the trials engram always gives you stuff you don't have? No, no, no. It doesn't give you stuff you don't have. Like basically, once you get a so there's two kinds of engrams that you get. One for every major rank up that is going to be a powerful kind of like they do for now Vanguard and how they do for Crucible and Gamma, mm -hmm. right? On the reward on the first one. For every major rank up, you get one of those. But every time you rank up a smaller one, you also get what is called now a trial Sengram, which is the ones on the top right. And that one you can pick up. And then you have two options. You can either go to Master Ahul and open it, and he will give you a random thing, like anything that's on the Engram loot pool, okay. which can be something you don't have, which is what happened to me. I got two things that I didn't have before. But then uh, if you go to Saint-14, he'll have like uh, a selection of weapons for the week and one adept weapon for the week. And then there with, I think it's 20,000 Glimmer and 100 Legendary Shards, you can focus that Trial Sangram into a specific gun that is offered that week that you already had before. So you have to have it at least once. For example, I don't have the helmet, so I cannot focus more helmets. But mm -hmm. now that I got the Linear Fusion from Rahul, I can focus more linear fusions with Saint. Assuming cool. it's in the, the loot pool for that week. For that week, yeah. Correct. Oh, okay. okay. Gotcha. What's, um, what's in the loot pool for this week? 
Uh, so we have the linear fusion, we got the sword, we got the sniper. Oh, there's also rewards now, for example, at rank 10 and 15, I think. Because you can reset that whole thing, like the system goes in ranks kind of like it does on the other ones. So at some point they will give you the sniper this week. And uh, what is the other one? Sorry, I, I honestly forgot. But they give you two guns so that if you don't have those, you are guaranteed at some point to get them. So then you can fight oh. with them. But the role that they have there is static, actually. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so just by playing, you're guaranteed to unlock two things. And uh, and then you can focus those things. And then there's the armor. The cloak's not there. They have all the other four pieces. And then there's the the Sharuja's rat, which is the adept. And for that one, basically, you either uh, focus an engram uh, using a card that has seven wins that will reset your card. Which again, most people from what I've been hearing, the ones that actually do go flawless, uh, is not worth it because you can just keep going on your card and keep getting adepts. At least right now. I don't know if they're gonna fix that or not, but that's how it works. So it looks like it looks like it's not a bug because under like the Shire's Wrath where you can focus it, it says um passage of mercy required. It's not like it's saying you need a different different um Oh that's because um, you have a passage of passage. mercy. It will tell you the one you have, and it will tell oh, you, that you, oh, that oh, you okay. that you need the one you have uh, to be flawless. For for I don't, I don't think I don't think it's a um I don't think it's another card thing because the card the confidence card says just increase loot from the chest. It is, it doesn't talk about like playing on a flawless card. So I think it's I don't think it's a bug. I think it's permanent. Well, hopefully it is because I think it's rewarding for both people. Like for me, I can keep getting, you know, engrams and yeah, I'm not going to get adepts, but I can keep focusing the gun I want to get the role I want. And then for the guys who go flawless, they can keep going on those high win cards and uh, be taken into the kind of their own, you know, population there of flawless people and keep getting adepts so they can actually also farm the role that they want of the adept. So I think everybody is getting something out of this. I think the system is. Uh, it's a bit confusing right now for a lot of people because it's not, you know, as easy to understand because it's got all these other moving parts besides the normal ones. But uh, I think the rewards are there. I, I think most people I've seen are happy. I've seen people in my clan who've never been flawless. I've never been flawless yet. Uh, but I've seen people who are, like, even worse than me that uh, got flawless <laughs> this morning. And, you know, that that's pretty nice, I guess. Uh, most people are really enjoying their time there. That's really cool. exciting to see, honestly. Because it's been so long since Trials has, has had a population like that. I mean, has it ever had a population like that back in Destiny 1? Was it ever yeah, it was, as healthy as that? Yeah, like Destiny 1 was consistently healthy. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, millions of players, but it was consistently healthy. Yeah. I probably haven't seen numbers like this since like the first weekend of Trials of Osiris. And then the first like, couple weeks of Trials of the Nine was really, the population was massive. Oh yeah, but, and we, okay. we didn't even have crossplay then, though. So, mm-hmm. so but again, like, go ahead. no, no, finish your thought. I'm sorry. I was gonna say, like, I want to take, you know, I don't want to jump the gun because I want to see how it plays, you know, a month, three months out from now. The same, you know, we are not gonna get any loot for six months, so I want to see like what it's like three months out before I give any kind of long term opinion because it's got to be sustainable, right? It can't just be like three weekends and then the population's back down to being you know nothing but sweats and recaps or whatever so yeah, yeah. Well, once that's one worry i have because basically they did say that uh it's it's, it's going to work kind of like an elo system for for the you know for your how good are you 
So this week, uh, I guess most people are kind of thrown in together. And then it kind of adjusts as you go, as uh, you know, if you play more, if you don't play that much. But next week uh, is going to basically throw you with people more similar to your level, according to this ELO system. So it might be that if you do really well this weekend, next weekend is going to be really tough. And, and then, you know, your ELO score is going to go way down. And then the, the weekend after that is going to be easy again and stuff like that. So that might be a bit discouraging for some people. Um, but besides that, I think that loot's there. So I'm pretty sure that people are going to go back for it. And the reason why I think that is like, look, look like a frozen orbit, right? A really good sniper that most people like that snipe. Like I, I like that sniper. I, it's the one I use when I do PvP the most, but it's got 16 rolls on the column, you know, third and fourth column. So to actually get a good roll, to, to actually get it to drop, first of all, in Crucible is really tough. And then to get a good roll is also, you know, even more RNG. So getting a frozen orbit now has become like way harder than it is to get like a really good uh, trials weapon because now these ones you can focus, but the crucible ones you can't. That is kind of interesting. I didn't think about that. Rob, were you gonna mention something? No, I just and I think well, I, I was, but I think kind of uh, Will summed it up best is you know obviously because it's the first week that it came out. There's obviously a lot of hype, a lot of people coming back. I think crossplay definitely is also making a factor in that. Um, and and Scotty, you said something where you said like, "Oh, the system's like almost perfect." Um, I, as with anything like this, I think there's a kind of the hype train that everyone's jumping on right now, which is there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's exciting, and the more engagement in a, in more game modes, the better. And it sounds like it's really rewarding and giving people an incentive to at least keep grinding it out. Um, but and I'm not trying to sound cynical, but it's definitely one of those things. Like, yeah, is this going to be you know, permanent or is the, is there going to be like kind of a momentum drop off that's like steep where, you know, people are going to get sick of it pretty quickly and, 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 you know, find all the flaws in it. Or do you think it'll kind of keep engagement going for a while? And I, I'm hoping that it does. Um, Cause it sounds like there's, a, there's a lot of different avenues for people to engage with it. Um, and especially with the solo queue is like a huge, a huge change for, for a lot of folks. Uh, in mm. the same way that then when they added solo, or I guess they've always had solo queue with comp, but just kind of having having more of that that incentive in there. Um, I, I I'm just I'm intrigued to see kind of the long term numbers of does this does this sustain for a while, um, or are we going to get a quick drop off again because people hate trials, you know? Um, that, but I that's I'm, my only yeah hesitation with all of this. Like right. that's, everything else is great. I mean, the sandbox needs to be on but that again like that's same with you like that's my only you know skepticism i have right now right mm. yeah it's like the the funny thing is that it, it's new and since it's a rank system everybody who jumped in got to get like a few engrams right off the bat because the first ranks go by so quickly but once you get to that like heroic three Ranking up from that to legend and ranking up, you know, it takes so long because the rank is capped if you got your 10, 20 rounds wins to 100 XP. So then at some point you need like, you know, 2000 XP. So that's like a lot of games just to get one rank up, just to get one more engram that you can actually focus. So I think everybody thought it was really rewarding because you're getting like five engrams right off the bat on the lower levels. But then it's actually going to take a lot of time uh, to actually get the next engram from it. 
But I think the good thing about this is that I've been hearing the most complaints are not anymore about how trials is working. It's more about the sandbox and the guns and like, you know, certain things being very oppressive in the game. So once the, the conversation shifted from complaining about trials in general to complaining about, you know, the PvP sandbox, I think that was like a healthy step. Yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah actually, for sure. Lawrence, Vex, Shatterdive, EB. Looking, yeah, looking at a trials report right now, Vex is a million kills ahead of the second place weapon. Which is I mean, like a lot of people probably, yeah, I mean, like I, that's not too surprising to me. Yeah. I am. Um, the sandbox it, is just so close to being like, like in a good spot, and it's just not. Like, it, I don't know. I, I just don't really understand why they bring all this. They don't touch anything before a season starts. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But I mean, I guess there's always going to be something, though. You know. No, but like this, this thing is. You could tell before you even the first day of the season. <laughs> you could tell this yeah. thing was going to be disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, one thing I oh. wanted to mention though with um with with Vex and the sandbox is that I'm really appreciating the solo queue because you know, looking at trial support here, Vex is like top weapon, right? I don't think I saw a single one in my hour or two of playing, which was nice because I'm going up against people who are like my power level as well. I'm seeing like other thirteen twenties. I saw like a twelve eighty seven, which is kind of insane. But I'm glad solo queue exists. Um it's just it's nice to be able to jump in without having to go on my phone and deal with um the LFG stuff and whatnot and to go up against people against you know kind of on my on my level is is really really fun. Well, I don't know about fun, but it's nice. <laughs> it's very frustrating yeah. playing solo and you know, obviously the game is is this game mode is definitely meant to be a team play thing and you're supposed to talk to your teammates and whatnot. I'm glad solo queue exists, but but yeah, it is. It, I mean, like it's, it's a great test of patience. That's part of it, right? I mean, people ask for the solo queue playlist, and it's you can solo queue now. Like, so I don't really understand. I mean, they they didn't say there was gonna be a solo queue playlist at launch, so I don't really understand why people are so angry. LFG exists. All you gotta do is post, and you can have a team that you can talk to. My my only complaint is that it's not freelance like comp is where you go up against other solo players. I, I, I understand why it's not, because the Trials player base is a lot smaller, and you can't really... That's not really feasible, but... That'd be my that's, my only, that's my issue, is that, like, four months out from now, we have two playlists that are completely split, right. and both are dead in population. That's my issue. Like, there, there does not need to be a solo playlist. Just keep it the way it is right now, and if you solo queue, like, you just have to expect that you're going to get teammates that are going to be super frustrating to play with, like, Oh yeah, part of solo queuing. Yeah, no, I I totally accept that. I'm I'm glad it exists though. Like I'm glad it's a. Oh yeah, for teacher. sure, for sure. I think it's a good thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I mean, like you can't expect a whole lot. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's pretty uh, bad. I, I uh, this guy I follow on Twitter. We're, we've had a couple interactions. Actually, was the first person in the world to solo queue follows. Oh, um, his name is awesome. JJ. He did it in 47 minutes. <laughs> Congrats to him. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah trial support confirmed it, I think, like early this morning. It's so, super cool. cool. Yeah. Sweet. Do you guys have any more thoughts on trials? Um, I mean, I just got to play a little bit. Uh, Someone said that like, the round timer and no three peaking and how fast games go is amazing. Oh. 
Both our trials is. That's right. They did change that. I was going to say it's fun. It's fun to do uh, emotes now because it does it in first person. Uh, It's it's kind of fun just to like do that because you can still you can still taunt people like that you know as as the fun thing. But yeah, it it definitely feels. uh, So I I didn't play trials last night, but I have done a little bit of comp, and so yeah, those changes are noticeable in that as well, uh, and it's nice. So, I my intention is to play some trials tonight. and and because I, I I don't have much of an opinion on all this other than kind of the anecdotal stuff that I've heard from you and from some other folks. So it's mm-hmm. nice to hear that it's like it's it's got people going back in. I'm interested in going back in. It sounds like a lot of people are are wanting to dive back in. So it's exciting to to hear um, that it's it's another activity, another carrot for us to chase, um, and more more loot and and stuff to get. It is nice. I mean, I because like, it was a nice feeling to like play. I don't know four or five matches, lose, you know, 90% of them, and then come back and at least get something for it. Yeah. Like as compensation, I got like an igneous hammer. And I was like, oh, sweet. I'm satisfied. And I log off. Um, Subsistence opening shot. So, okay. Not awful, but awful. Hmm. Better though. They were smart with that, though. They were smart because they brought that linear fusion, knowing that everybody wants a linear fusion. Like, have you seen yeah, the amount yeah, of yeah. people trying to go for a threaded needle with Vorpal lately? It's been crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the fact that they brought this one, and it's funny because a lot of people that I know that are, you know, hardcore PVE people are literally going into trials just so that they can get that thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's good because again, you know, like if you want that uh, that adapt uh, and be great at PVP, you can you can still do it, but if, it's it's so much better for us that we have access to those guns now, and everybody wants a linear fusion. And I'm sure other things will come around that are going to be the same. I do hope that they would have made a new one because it's just like a tarantula with a reskin. That, right. That's kind of disappointing. Uh, but yeah, besides that, you know. And it's yeah. pretty cool. What does it roll with that makes it different from a threaded needle with four? It, it can get triple tap and four pull. And clown cartridge too. Yeah. Oh, and clown cartridge. Yeah, clown, oh, yeah, threaded needle can get clown threaded cartridge. needle can get clown cartridge. Yeah, but not triple tap. You can get either clown cartridge field prep, or um, or what's the other one? Auto loading holster. Yep. Sure. Okay. What is triple? I'm looking at. Oh, okay. So it reloads itself with triple tap. Getting precision. I, I don't know. Just, but also they added new roles. Like even to the older ones, like the shotgun that everybody was complaining they took away some of the perks that made it amazing for PvP, they're back. Those perks are back on it. You can actually get it again. And oh, really? uh, some of the new ones, yeah. So like I got the linear fusion with headstone, which sounds really you know stupid and really fun at the same time. So why not? Um the the fact that they also revamped the perk uh Perk loot pool for for the guns from trials. I think is also a really good step forward. So pretty exciting. I love the the flavor text. I'm looking at Reed's regret online GG right now, and the flavor text for it is "Trust me, Sabathun as Osiris." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I wouldn't mind a quick draw too. It, it looks like it rolls with a quick draw. Um, Vorpal. I mean, that, oh, that adept one is all gold too, so it looks pretty sick. That's nice. that's pretty sweet. So so adept weapons rotate out on a weekly basis. Correct. Yeah. Like even the focusing, like you can only focus the one that is adept yeah. weapon this week. Yeah. yeah. So it's the SMG, which is actually it's actually really. I good love the SMG. Week, so yeah. yeah, I think it's great. 
Yeah, again, it's just like the only I think I'm worried about is just sustainability. All the changes are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's really exciting. So if no one has anything else to um, add to that, we can come back to trials another week when hopefully the tri- the player base stays semi-consistent. Um, so our next topic we're going to talk about is the seven-year anniversary of Destiny's release. So it's been seven years since September 2014 um, when the game first came out. So in celebration of that, um, I was thinking we could talk about you know some of our favorite memories um within the game and stuff like that and i know robbie you you may not have as many memories as we do since you haven't been around for seven years but um i'm sure there's still something you can talk about that's you know that you remember being really special you know maybe it was the first time you booted up the game something like that so um rob we'll start with you what is something in these past seven years of destiny that really stood out to you sure um so this is kind of a a a multi-part story we'll say um so i did not follow destiny like the the kind of the news and the hype train for when it first started coming out uh a buddy of mine uh showed me like a trailer for it uh and was like super excited he was a big halo fan and was like we got to get this game when it comes out i'm like yeah sure whatever that's fine uh and uh, he made a big deal and he was like trying to keep me updated on all the news because he was following all of it. Uh, and then I distinctly remember it was like his birthday when like uh, in 2014 and he sent me a text and he's like, all right, I've decided we need to get PlayStation 4s because the exclusive content is going to come out first on PlayStation 4 for Destiny. So we got to get it. I'm like, yeah, sure. OK, whatever. Like, I'll get around to getting one when I decide to. Uh, and at the time, I had a roommate who was playing on Xbox One. And he got Destiny, like, the day it came out. Uh, and at that point, I had, like, no idea. Uh, and I distinctly remember, like, sitting and watching him, like, boot it up and install it. Uh, or maybe it was, like, the second night, because he actually, like, got around to playing it. Um, and he, he made a Hunter first. And I'll always kind of remember the first couple missions, watching him play and getting, like, a cloak. And I'm like, oh, cool, there's a character with capes. That's rad. Uh, and then <laughs> seeing, like the golden gun for the first time of like the super abilities. I'm like, Hey, this is pretty awesome. Uh, and by that time, my, my buddy uh, who was trying to convince me to buy a PlayStation four was also like, just, you know, neck deep in playing. And he started a warlock. Um, and so I was like, okay, I'll, I got to get destiny. I got to get a PlayStation four. So I went and got the, the white one from GameStop the, like that came with destiny. Uh, so I got it and started playing uh, and got addicted and kind of the rest is history. Um, but then, uh, insert five months later, House of Wolves had come out. Uh, well, I guess more than five months. This is like May of the next year. And another buddy of mine had started playing on the Xbox 360 and really, really liked the game. And I convinced him, I was like, if you get a PlayStation, I will buy you. Uh, the DLCs like of of Destiny, and he's like done. So he went and got a PlayStation like that night and installed it. And I started like I helped him like power level so we could get to like you know doing end game content. And then it dawned on me that I finally had a fire team of three people on PlayStation Four. Uh, so then I had like friends from different groups, and we got together uh, and started doing like uh, Prison of Elders and started finding groups to do raids with. Uh, and so that was kind of like the first time that I was like, okay, there's something special to this game. 
and and it and you know really got me hooked. And unfortunately, both those guys don't really play anymore. They've they've gone on and and have kids now and and don't uh, don't engage in the game anymore. But uh, I still fill them in on on news and and story beats and all things like that. So yeah, it was kind of my my and it was great because it was a hunter titan and warlock. So it was like the perfect fire team. And I always remember the night that we finished uh, the level thirty five prison of elders, the skull losses revenge, uh, and we were like stayed up like super late to grind it. And uh, and we finally got it done. And it was like kind of this really cool, awesome feeling to to get it done. So that's like probably my fondest memory. And what was great is, you know, when Destiny 2 starts the first time you boot it up and it has that kind of like, you know, trip down memory lane of all of your accomplishments from Destiny 1, like the first time you did Vault of Glass and and all of that. And it was really cool to see the first time that I did the level 35 Prison of Elders. And it was with those two guys. And it's kind of like cemented as like a really kind of special, important time to me. Uh, so shout outs to Code Neon and the Goof uh, as my kind of original fire team uh, for for doing some awesome activity. Uh, so that's like that's like my my kind of fondest memory of, of Destiny is is playing with those guys and and kind of like that. That was like what cemented my uh, passion for this game. That's awesome. That's really cool. Destiny is such a social game and it's so, so cool to see, you know, friendships that have either blossomed from the game or been reinforced because of it yes that's that's awesome that's really cool will what about you is there is there something special special memory you have of this game um um a lot but like i don't probably like first time doing things fall when i like didn't really play the game that you know that seriously i was running around the monte carlo and thought it was the coolest thing in the world <laughs> I get told my world shattered later when I'm told it's terrible. But <clears throat> yeah, that that first raid I ever did was probably the craziest experience I've ever had in a game, and part of the reason why I still play it to this day. And it was like an LG group too, you know. So it was it was super fun. Oh, okay. I, don't, I can't really remember any of the other. I mean, like, there's so many times I can't really like you know specifically remember one. Oh, oh one was when I carried a kid in Trials of the Nine. And That's awesome. Talk to his mom so that he can stay on and play. <laughs> yeah, I actually remember you talking about that. I think <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He a couple games. You funny. put his mom on the mic and told him that he would, you know, get straight A's, go to bed on time, you know, eat his green vegetables and other stuff. So, yeah, that, that was really cool. But... <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Robbie, what about you? I think the, I, I can remember the moment I got so hooked on this. Like, I played MMOs before, right? And I'm also, like, huge on, on first-person shooters. Like, I, I still remember the first time I played Halo CE and how it kind of literally changed my life. Um, but talking about Destiny specifically, like, when I came back to it, because I tried it for one day and I got so lost that I just, you know, kind of gave up on it. But I came back to it and I was playing on my own and I was just doing the campaign because I figured, you know, if anything, I can just go through the story and I know it's a bungee game, so I'm probably going to like it. And I was liking it. And at some point I was just on Europa on my own. I still had no friends that played with me. Like I had one play that I made, you know, download the game as well, but he wasn't as much into it as I was. So I was just like doing my stuff, like going around Europa. And then I see this like sniper giant elixir lady uh, ro- roaming around. And I've never seen her before. So I-, I go hunt her down and I kill her. And I know this sounds very lame now that I know so much more about the game, you know, like, but this was before I knew 
Sora existed and you could get exotics from him. And uh, before I, you know, did any raid or any nightfall or anything. So I was just, you know, hunting this NPC around Europa. And then I finally managed to kill her and she dropped Cold Heart for me. And I was like, wow. So, so this is like a like, you know, snowy place. So I figured, oh, this is the NPC you must track down to get Cold Heart, right? Because it's cold. <laughs> um, so, so I had like this whole idea about you know, exploring. And, but it was that feeling of like, yeah, I can go to these different planets and, and uh, you know, find these rare NPCs and, and do all this you know, crazy stuff that I enjoy so much about MMOs, but in a first-person bungee game. Uh, but yeah, that that was the moment that I got sold. I was like, yeah, I, I'm I'm staying here. That's awesome. That's so funny. It, it's like those it's those early moments, you know, when you're first experiencing kind of like the, for lack of a better word, like the spectacle of the game, and you're just exploring. And exploration is such a big part of that game. That's exciting. Um, for me, uh, you know, there there are just so many moments. I don't have a ton of strong destiny one moments even though i did play it here and there just because um well i guess i guess one strong destiny one moment is i probably got it uh december of 2014 as like a christmas gift and i at the time did not have xbox live which meant um you know for those of you who played the game you can't really do anything in that game uh no strikes no crucible no raids there wasn't a lot there and this was a vanilla destiny one and i remember getting that game and i was so excited to get it because you know so excited about it ever since i saw like the first poster in gamestop for it and i remember getting the game and i played it and i was thoroughly entertained by like the story missions and the patrol missions and everything i thought it was so cool without you know basically the entire game so you know, I, I fell in love with it from the very beginning, and um, I've I've made a lot of friends through it. I've made a lot of friends who go to my school through it. You know, who I wouldn't have made through school normally. Um, probably the summer of, I think, 2018, before Forsaken came out, I got really into it because uh, I wasn't in the best place, mentally speaking, and I ended up getting really into Destiny too. And I ended up getting a bunch of friends and their friends into it, and. We were all absolutely terrible at the game, but we started getting into raids and stuff, doing the Leviathan raids, and we had a lot of fun. And it was kind of like the event of the week was um, was doing a raid on Destiny. And even though we we all sucked, we all had a lot of fun with it. And you know, it's just I guess the biggest part of it is just the friendships I've made along the way, just meeting people and stuff. It's it's been it's been really cool. Just. It's it's a game that lends itself very well to bringing people together, and I think that's really neat. Well said. Yeah. So. So yeah, uh, Destiny. I think even to you, Robbie, you, ha- you even though you haven't been playing it super long, I think it's all very close to our hearts. And yeah, it, I am honestly, excited for the it felt future. like coming home. Like that's that's how best I can describe uh, getting into Destiny. Oh yeah. Like after being away from gaming for you know for almost a decade, um, I came back and and it felt like coming home, you know, coming to a bungee game. Honestly, yeah, that's really cool. Because you were a Halo guy, right? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like a tournament Halo Two, Halo Three. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's super cool. That's super cool. Well, I I am excited for the future. Um, 
thank you to Bungie and everybody who I've ever played with for a good seven years. I got so- my emblem from the store, by the way. I, I know I'm a poser for having it, but uh, <laughs> I, got, I got my seven-year emblem. <laughs> I have to uh, buy something for that, don't I? Oh, but uh, here's the trick for everybody listening. Just go in there and buy the cheapest soundtrack. You don't have to pay for shipping, <laughs> and, and you still get all the stuff. That's, That's actually really smart. How much did you pay? Eight bucks, and I got three emblems out of it and a soundtrack. <laughs> And the soundtracks are actually good, so you're not you're not wasting money. Yeah. <laughs> was uh, it like a so was it, it was a digital soundtrack for? Yeah. What? So you you get the um the 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 eight bucks one. I think it was Shadow Keep because the other ones were ten bucks. Uh, yeah. So I, and I already had the one for Destiny uh, for for Beyond Light. I bought that one before when I also wanted to get an emblem. <laughs> so. Um, from Bungie Day, I got the emblem from Bungie Day with Beyond Light, and then this time I bought Shadow Keep, and it gave me the seven year. Uh, it gave me the Shadow Keep emblem because apparently now they have emblems for all the for all the soundtracks. By the way, and oh, really? then an extra one which I still don't know what it's for, but yep. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking uh, you... of, so I I bought the um the second vinyl release, which came with the Taken King and Rise of Iron pressed on vinyl. And that was a premium purchase that you can't buy it on the store anymore, but uh, highly recommend it. It's wonderful. Oh, that's so good. That's awesome. I, I want Destiny and Vinyl so bad. So I oh, did yeah. not buy the first set, which was like, you know, Vanilla D1. And I think it also had Music of the Spheres on there, which I'm actually a little that's more incredible. Um, and I did not buy it for some stupid reason. And now I can't, I can't even find it on eBay from like a scalper. It's like super, super rare. Um, I yeah, and I I kick myself every day because it like came and went, and then I think another pressing came out, and then it came and went, and never again. Uh, and it's the same with the the second vinyl release. Um, and I'm I'm hoping that if they do another one, that like basically for Destiny two and like I'm assuming for Forsaken would be in the same little batch. Uh, I'm definitely getting that because the they they put a lot of time and care into the the vinyl uh, releases as well. Um. All the soundtracks are just phenomenal. So they are incredible. Also, you can save um, save a dollar if you get the original Destiny soundtrack or Taken King or Rise of Iron. Those are seven bucks. Yep, and those are also awesome. Mm-hmm. They are all good. Rise of Iron actually might Iron be great. one of the best soundtracks in Destiny. I've, if we were I... ranking them, Rise of Iron is is good. Yeah, Sepics. Sebex Redux. There you go. That's just for that alone. Absolutely insane. One more thing I'll mention before we um, move on from the seven-year anniversary here is um, I remember when I saw the first poster for Destiny, had no idea what it meant because you know there's the little white ball over Earth. That was that was the whole poster. And when I was a kid, the big the two like big video games at the time were um, Call of Duty and, and Halo, were those big first-person shooter games, and at the time, my mom, my parents did not let me own Call of Duty. Uh, I would play it at friends' houses and stuff, but I thought it was super cool, partially because I wasn't allowed to own it. But I convinced my parents, I was like, hey, I, I could play Halo, right? Because I'm shooting aliens and not people. people and, right. and, and they went for that. And so I saw on the poster for Destiny, and said it was like from the producers of Call of Duty and from the makers of Halo. And I was like, this is the perfect combination of everything. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be the greatest game 
ever made. So I was sold on that immediately because I thought Call of Duty was like the cool thing and Halo was like my thing. And I was like, this is going to be perfect. As, yeah, a, as a small child in GameStop, I was very excited. Also, so I, I also want to just, uh, for anyone listening, check out on the actual Bungie website, their little seventh anniversary page. Uh, there's some really awesome concept art uh, towards like the bottom uh, of just you can tell some of it's like really, really old kind of like inception ideas and just early designs and some of it's really, really cool. So check it out. Uh, there's also like the original 2013 E3 gameplay reveal uh, and some other like the trailers for like when the Dark Below and House of Wolves came out. So if you want to have a little fun trip down memory lane as well. Uh, check out that that Bungie page, and there's also the reveal trailer for the Witch Queen on there as well. So it's a fun it's a fun little uh, insight. You know, we because we talked a couple weeks ago when we were talking about the Witch Queen reveal of just kind of the whenever Bungie comes out and like kind of talks about like their developing process and some of the ideas. It's always kind of fun to to get that insight, uh, and you get a, a fun little story here about uh, a little tech technical difficulties that they had. Oh, so it's it's great. Talking about that, actually, this is uh, one I can bring up. It's not Destiny, Destiny related, but basically this past week, uh, there's a series on YouTube, just uh, look it up. It's called Debs React, and uh, they react to speedruns and things like that. And yeah. one came up with this Debs React to Halo CE speedrun, and basically it's a bunch of guys from Bungie that worked on Halo back in the day, and, uh, you know people playing this 20-year-old game and uh, all the glitches and stuff, and they talk about, like, oh, this guy made this and it's not working. We should, you know... And they look up the names and, like, the conversation. It's like an hour-long video. Yeah. But if you're in, like, exactly what you said about the design process uh, of, of how these guys' minds work and everything, that's an amazing watch. Yep. That's pretty awesome. Looking at the uh, concept art, it's kind of interesting seeing stuff that, like, there's one... I'm going to butcher this guy's name if I try to pronounce it, so I won't, but um, kind of looks like Warframe. Some examples of, looks like yeah. a draught of a hunter. It's got like, it definitely looks like a, a Tenno or whatever they call the Warframe people. And then there's another one that kind of reminds me of Oni. Yeah. It's a past Bungie title. Right. It's kind of cool. Yeah. It just looks so radically different, though, from, from what we have now. It's kind of crazy to see yeah, that early of concept art. Well, and that's what's cool is like when you see, and that's why uh, I recommend if you can ever pick up like uh, the art of destiny. It's a really, really nice. It's I call it like a coffee table book because it's just it's what something you'd have on your coffee table when people are visiting. You look at and it's just filled with gorgeous art, uh, and a lot of it is like kind of like the final stuff that made it in there. Um, but a lot of it's just some like early concepts. Like there's like the famous like space tiger. Uh, image that was like kind of one of the very first jumping off points of like what they wanted the idea and concept behind destiny to be and it's really neat just to see like the evolution of like the aesthetic design and and how certain enemies sort of evolved and what their kind of design philosophy was behind like how hives should evolve as as they become stronger and things like that and it's always kind of fascinating to see what the initial idea was and what the final end product was and sort of like the path that it took to get there. And you're like, ah, I guess I can kind of see how it got to that point. But it's it's kind of fun to see like what works, what doesn't work, uh, and kind of like how it how it ultimately sculpts the final end product. So Yeah. yeah. Con it, concept art's always so cool. It is it is super cool. I was 
um, I was on FaceTime with my girlfriend the other night, and I was getting distracted by looking at a concept art of a giant space frog from Destiny. Oh. I was like, why is there not a space frog in Destiny? They ditched that idea. It right. makes me so sad. Or the, or the moth people. That was another early concept that kind well, of... Well, technically, they brought that back in now. That's true. That's true. <laughs> we'll finally get the moth men. Yay. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, anyways... Um, yeah, super cool game. Thank you for seven years. Excited for the future because apparently they're going to keep doing this for a while. And um, I'm not complaining. So, so yeah. Moving on for our last topic here. Speaking of uh, continuation of the franchise, there have been rumors about a Destiny movie slash TV show slash something else, I think, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, they want to expand the franchise into other mediums. And they put out a like job application thing, so they're they want people to come come work for them. So if you have any experience in anything, go 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 work for them. Um, sadly, I think they want you to move to Washington pretty pretty soon. Uh, according to Rob, they said uh, sixty days at least uh, for whatever Rob was applying for. Right? Yeah, go ahead, uh, you explain. Well, so, yeah, no. So just just for a fun thing, uh, Bungie's definitely in like a crazy hiring mode right now. If you look on their their careers page, there is a ton of stuff, uh, and there's some some pretty cool positions. Uh, and and specifically, what Scotty's talking about is there's a position, and this is kind of the the jumping off point for our conversation. Is there's a position for senior executive uh, development uh, for film, TV, and transmedia. Um, uh, but the stipulation for a lot of the positions up at the top is. Um, prospective employees located outside of California, Illinois, North Carolina, Texas, and Washington will need to establish a Washington state residency within 45 days of a start date. Um, so you will have to, uh, move to Washington, uh, for a lot of these positions, um, which is, you know, maybe a good thing or a bad thing, depending on where you live. Uh, but there are a ton of positions, so check it out. Um, it like, yeah, it looks like they are hiring like mad for not just programmers, but like design test uh development of other media um so so check it out um it's just a little you know if you want to work at bungie they're hiring right now that's awesome so what my interpretation of that is if you live in california for example like you don't have to move to washington at least in those 45 days yeah so it says bungie employees will adopt a flexible schedule working from home part-time and then parents outside of positions identified as either 100% on-site or fully remote in California, Illinois, North Carolina, Texas, and Washington. Currently, only a select range of positions are available for a full-time remote work in those states. Gotcha. Uh, and then it says, please review location for details. So, yeah, I interpret that as like there's certain, if it's like a strictly remote position, that's how I interpret that. Again, this is how I interpret it. But it sounds like for a lot of them, they want you to be able to claim residency in Washington. I don't know if that's like, like a legal thing or if that's like a, they prefer it that way. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, and I'm not going to say anything more than that. Cause I don't completely understand it. It's just a, you know, check. I'm just saying check for yourself, but you may need to be prepared to uh, live in Washington is all. Yes. There are a lot of jobs. Wow. Yeah. Looking at this list. That's insane. And interestingly enough, um, what we were talking about, the executive for film, TV, and transmedia is one of the few that is an option for a remote, which is interesting. Oh. I find that, I don't know. I mean, that, that seems like something that would have to be in person, like if you're going to be a you know, senior executive person. So that's, you know, 
just an observation. But um, anyways, uh, Will, what do you think, is, is there anything you are excited for or hoping for in the sense that when Destiny expands to other mediums that you would like to see? Like Maybe a TV it. show would be cool, like a movie or something on an expansion or... Uh, I don't know. I'm, I haven't really given a whole lot of thought, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you guys want to see... Would you prefer it to be animation or live action? Live action, 100%. I agree. I agree. What about you guys? I think animation would translate better because otherwise, with the the design of a lot of the enemies in the game, I feel like the CG may not look great or it may translate kind of funny. Yeah. Um, I, that's that's my only concern. I, I, I agree. I think live action would be cool. Um, I also think that the way that some of the armor and stuff like looks with like the glows and weird, you know, art, the, the design deco pieces, it, that may also look funky when translated to live action. Um, and and I think animation might be an easier way to to soften that blow. But I'm not against a live action either. Um, I think it I think it could work and it has potential. Um, yeah, I, I'd like to to bring up that Destiny has had some really good live action trailers in the past. That's true. That's true. But they it were small looked cold. surprisingly good. Yeah, they were. I, think I, the- I remember, uh, you know, the director Guillermo del Toro. He won the Oscar for Shape of Water or whatever mm-hmm. it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a series of a trilogy of books that was actually a story that he kept pitching to studios for a while. And uh, the budget was too big to, to get done as a movie. So he decided to make it into books because then there, you know, your imagination's free. So you, you can have whatever you want. And then uh, some, some TV um, channel uh, bought it uh, and they made a TV show. And it looks terrible. The CGI is terrible because the budget is not enough to make it look good. And right. so I think if they would make something like this, I would have to compare it to like the Mandalorian. I would expect that level of quality, which I don't know if, you know, if there's enough interest to guarantee a budget of, of that quality. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would agree. Um, you know, I, I said the live action trailers are really good, but those are about two minute promotional things. and. You know, you need a lot of money to make it look good in live action. And so so you're right. It would have to be on par with something like The Mandalorian. Something So something that I kind of w- went through my brain is, have you, any of you guys ever seen the Animatrix? No. Okay, it's a series of animated films by, I think, several directors and, and teams. Uh, and it's a series of shorts that are all sort of around like the the matrix in some way um, of just kind of like different experiences. And some of them are, and, and they're all kind of different art styles, uh, which is kind of cool. Like there's kind of this like black and white noir piece. And then there's like one or two that are like anime uh, and just kind of all over the place and very, very creative. And they're all just kind of like a compilation. That's like in total, it's like an hour and a half long and it's really cool. And I think something like that could work really well for destiny because uh, you know, we've got some of these like lore books and story bits and and in and kind of moments in time that are really, really interesting. I don't necessarily think you could milk an entire movie out of them, but I think would be really interesting to see translated into like a movie 
um and or at least like a, a a short and if you compiled a bunch of them together i think that would be kind of interesting um but yeah i'm not i'm not totally sure the only thing i could see turning into a movie is maybe the story of like shin malfer and kind of like and and you know him being razel azir and turning into um i'm blanking on his name dredgen your and like that whole that whole story i could see like the thorn last word story i could see that being a full-blown movie um but i think a lot of the other stuff that we have in the game would be great as like shorts kind of compiled together i get that that would make sense and that'd be i don't know budget friendly probably i think so uh and the the other thing too i saw is people are like oh you know like would you want the story to be surrounding like the story of our guardian um and i i no. don't think i'd want that i yeah i i would absolutely want not actually yeah because that that's the whole point of the game is to be the guardian like you don't need a, a film or a movie or tv show to translate that i think there's enough interesting side stories of of the rest of the world that should be told uh in another media outlet not not the story of our guardian we don't need that in in a movie form absolutely i agree yeah there was a game that actually made a what was it like a netflix show that basically would every week would come up with a new episode based on what happened inside the game so like uh-huh. the players capturing certain areas because it was like also an mmo uh it would influence the story of the tv show so you know you would play the game throughout the week and then you would go and watch the tv show but um which is a neat idea but but the, the show was bad <laughs> oh <laughs> so, so no one liked it and they canceled it yeah i think oh, like awesome. you say if they focus on like a smaller story that has you know maybe you know forget about like the tons of planets and the tons of you know characters and you just focus on one guy on a shorter story for like a season you know, one of those shows that you can binge watch the 10 episodes or, or watch it as, as slow as you want. Um, but it's like, you know, one planet, so you can have like only one setting and this right. smaller, you know, focused story. I think that would work really well for this. Like if they yeah. would go into the lore of someone. Yeah, I, right. I, I think I, I agree with you. Yeah. That would be super cool to see some of that lore stuff brought into just any form of visual media. Um I'm excited for what Bife, Biff, Bife, Bife, what he's doing is, uh, what is it called? <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't, I don't watch it. Like you else does. To the pronunciation. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, dude. I, you make good content. I just don't watch that often. <laughs> I'm sorry. He will never come on the podcast now. That's My name is Biff. Funny. <laughs> Funny, just all of us know that it's Bife, but we purposely just say Biff all the time, like, <laughs> just, just to get engagement from people, like you know, insulting comments, like it's Bife, you idiots. Like <laughs> it would be like, yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> maybe if we do it enough, like he'll come on to correct us. Like that's the that's the mental the trick there. <laughs> Anyways, um, he's doing some project, right? What is it called? He's doing like the Books of Sorrow or something in animation format, which is. Yeah ambitious and pretty cool so yeah. that will be neat so something like that would be cool yep. if Bungie ever did that but but yeah well, that's a that's a huge topic that's been brought up actually recently uh in the gaming in general community you know how like a lot of people have been jumping ships from uh specifically uh world of warcraft to final fantasy and one thing that comes up a lot and i can relate to this is that 
World of Warcraft is a game where a lot of creators, like content creators, have popped up because the necessity of the lore to be explained by someone else and to create this content is is not in the game. You have to right. go out elsewhere. Whereas Final Fantasy has all the story in the game as less, as like in-game cutscenes, which might not be the best, but you get all the story, all the dialogue. You know, it's an RPG. It's, an, it's a Japanese RPG. So they take that and they make that the content. Um, and I think Destiny is suffering a little bit from that. I think lately it's been better with the seasonal stories, how they so play out. Yeah, but I think it also, you know, lacks that. And, and the fact that someone like, like you know, Pyfe exists is because a lot of people are interested in knowing more, but they, they don't go into the lore section and read the books. And uh, even if you do, you know, some of them are, you, you end up with more questions than answers. So you yeah. end up going with someone like him. And I think that's a, a symptom that they are trying, hopefully, to resolve with these hirings. Like, you know, give us that uh, lore made by Bungie instead of, you know, giving it to content creators to kind of have their own interpretation of, like, maybe this is what they meant. Uh, I think that would be really, really good if we would start getting more lore in the game as you play. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that would be cool. It's just, I mean, I get why they can't do that because the story is so ridiculous, ridiculously dense right. that it is kind of not feasible to make cutscenes for um, for everything. As much as I wish that that would happen. Yeah, of course, but certain things might be, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. You you could probably translate some stuff more, um, but you, like you were saying, it's like okay, like the books are are so dense that. But it, but it's nice because it is there for those that want to go and dive into that that deep, you know, story to get that out of there. And and there is there is something for them. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely it would be nice for let's say the average person who maybe doesn't have that interest in sitting there and reading all those lore books. It's great that they're in the game. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe you could have just a tad more in terms of of you know, availability to, to other folks. I, I, I kind of agree. Just a quick shout out though to whoever's writing this lore stuff. Cause it's. Oh yeah. Like 95% of it's really well written. Yeah. And um, just even like the one-off just random stuff. It's just, yep. it, it's really good. I mean, I'm no author, but it's very, very high quality literature in my opinion. Agreed. <laughs> Better than Shakespeare. You know, right, guys? Yeah. <laughs> Who reads, like, honestly? I know. <laughs> Embarrassing. You guys are nuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, man, if it's not on the screen and I can't watch it, then my attention span's gone. Like... Oh, no. <laughs> At least you're honest with yourself, Will. Yeah. <laughs> I got my oh. Kindle literally a hand's reach here. Give me coloring pages at work. I don't actually do anything. Yeah, I want a coloring book. Coloring books are fun. But you know, they are more in like stimulating than you probably remember as a kid. It yeah. is fun. To, it is fun to color something <laughs> with super thick lines and weird colors. So, and and you can put it on the fridge later. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Uh, well, there's an right, idea so, now. You oh, know, adult coloring book, destiny yeah. related, bungee. Come up. With oh it. yeah. Wait, I have they not done that? Because I feel like that would be totally something so. they would I do. Think there, yeah. I think there is a Destiny coloring book. 
but not an adult. Like, have you seen those like, really intrinsic ones? When you when you say adult, do you mean like X-rated? No, 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 no. Basically, like a whole genre of coloring books that, yeah, okay, it maybe it sounds weird, but it's not not like that. But they're called adult coloring books because they're for adults that have like you know, it's like a squishable, like it kind of releases stress and stuff. Just, but they're very very intrinsic, intricate design, intricate design. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so it actually takes like a really long time, and and they're very, you know, uh, it, it time consuming, and so you can just do that and just chill and and relax. So, yep, that's what I, I'm. I I did just link on our on our Discord a yeah. uh, the link to the Amazon page of official the, the, the official book. coloring book for twenty two bucks. Get it. Worth it. There's some nice. There actually is some nice art in there. So, it is, yeah, it's pretty good. Have you there seen was, a, there a bunch was, of makes merchandise for everything? Yeah, there was just hey, only 16 left in stock. Only yeah. six, 16 left in stock, so make sure you grab that. Yeah. <laughs> There's some like hotcakes over here. Yeah, it's going fast. And, well, <laughs> I, will, I will also say the uh, the Destiny Grimoire anthology books are pretty good. I've got oh, the first fantastic. three. I know the fourth one is coming out soon. Um, definitely check them out. They're, they're great. There's some beautiful illustrations in there as well. Um, and just the way they're organized uh, are are really cool. And it's like, again, a lot of it are just from the original Grimoire cards from Destiny 1. And I think there's a bunch of stuff from Destiny 2 in there. Um, just great mm-hmm. little tidbits. And and again, like the way they're organized is just like it's it's a they're good reads. And that, again, kind of just nice, uh, you know, for your collection at home. Seriously, yeah. I mean, like, I like having the physical copy of that stuff. I mean, yeah, I read I all the a bunch of the destiny lore it is nice to have that physical thing and the the quality of the book itself is like physically is, is really nice too yep we're just promoting bungie left and right here yeah well we are all doing right. a podcast about their game like that's true that's true there's, like, there's gonna be there's, some, going now and then. there's gonna be some <laughs> expected pandering so you know. <laughs> that's a good point you know something i will not pander to is the 85 dollar toaster yeah, I have a problem with that too. Anyway. <laughs> so um anyways guys, thank you guys for watching. Um watching, listening. Thanks for listening. Watch us on Twitch though. And thank you guys for joining us and talking with us on Destiny. Yet again, we'll be back next week and tune in during the week for uh Twitch streams and stuff like that. So Heck yeah. See you guys later. Peace. So, bye. Questions, comments, or something else you want to say? Email us at eventideradio at gmail.com or get in touch with us at any of our Twitter handles, all of which can be found in our podcast description.